Hi, good afternoon. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz and I'm joining you from Livestream.travel in Honolulu. And uh, with me today is Paul Hudson. He's joining us from Washington, D.C. And Paul is an advocate. He's an, he an attorney and he is um, head of Flyers Rights, an organization based in Washington that has helped airline passengers in the United States and around the world uh, to make their voice heard. Paul is also has been involved in the issue we all heard about, about the Boeing Max, what caused two airlines to crash, one in Indonesia and then one in Ethiopia. And uh, Paul has been following and actually been very active in the development of making the Boeing Max a more safer plane. Where does this stand, uh, Paul? Well, where, where it stands is that um, the FAA um, has apparently decided they're going to unground the MAX. And uh, we expect the decision uh, to formally come out later this month. Um, and But unfortunately, um, they're asking the public to take their word for it, that the plane is now safe. And the word, of course, of Boeing. And while they've talked about transparency, they are, are unwilling to release any of the technical details of the fix. That is especially the, uh, the software that was the cause of the two crashes so that it could be viewed and, and it could be vetted by outside experts. They've also um, prevented any release of the actual protocols for the tests, the flight tests and other tests that that the FAA is presumably doing and, and, and has done. And finally, they're, they're unwilling to release the actual results of the tests. And um, we also, it's also up in the air as to whether and when pilots will actually be trained uh, to operate the MAX safely if the same kind of conditions occur that resulted in those horrible crashes that, that killed uh, 346 people. Wow. And, and, and this is going on for quite some time. And, uh, and I, I think there are different steps. Uh, before we even got into pointing the finger at, at Boeing, the fingers were pointed at pilots and at other issues. Can you give us like a rough summary how this all developed? I think it kind of uh, became a very known subject after the second crash in Ethiopia, where Ethiopian Airlines, what is a member of the Star Alliance, uh, reached out and said, no, wait a minute, it's not all us, it's not our pilots. And I can tell you on the sideline, I went to Ethiopia a very um, just within a couple of weeks after this crash, and I visited the training facilities. Um, they're really state-of-the-art facilities Ethiopian Airlines has, and uh, the airline is not only training their own pilot, it's a commercial uh, training facility where they train pilots from all over the world, specifically in Africa. And as far as I know, it's the only such uh, uh, training center in, in Africa. So Ethiopian Airlines is leading in Africa, at least, uh, when it comes to operating a safe airline. And, uh, and, they, and they were really quite outspoken, I think, what triggered all these various investigations after the second crash, isn't it how it developed, Paul? Well, after the second crash, um, within uh, within a few days, uh, the MAX was grounded. 
by the FAA, and it was grounded all over the world. Uh, other countries actually uh, grounded it first. The first crash occurred, um, that, that second crash you referred to occurred in March of 2019. The first one, however, was um, October 29th of 2018, and that was uh, in Indonesia. And in that crash, I, I happened to serve on the FAA's uh, main safety uh, committee, advisory committee, called the Aviation Rulemaking Advisory Committee. And I, I know the Boeing people for many years, and I immediately asked them, why haven't you grounded the plane? And this is after the October crash. And the answer was, well, it's under investigation. And then they said, well, we're going to fix it in January of 19. Never, nothing, nothing ever happened. And then the plane was reassured that it was safe to fly. And then we had the second crash, same exact scenario. The software basically took over from the pilot after a malfunction in, in one of the sensors, caused the plane to go up and down. Pilots could not control it. And after about 20 iterations, in both cases, it crashed in one case into the ground, the other case into the ocean, killing everyone. Um, this system was allowed to be put in. Um, it was at least partially hidden from the FAA, particularly its, its uh, its characteristics that took over from the pilots and made it pretty much impossible for them to control the aircraft. But beyond that, it, it was due to a design flaw in the plane. Um, the 737 uh, was initially approved in 1967. And if you've ever noticed, there's very few things that have been continually um, upgraded without new things being put into them since 1967, whether it's a car, whether it's a plane. But the, the 737 has been so reliable and such a workhorse and such a success financially uh, for Boeing and the airlines that each time they would do a reiteration, they would stretch the plane, they would add things to it, uh, but they didn't want to actually change the plane to where they had to actually certify it as a new plane, because that would take, that would cost money. It would require more regulation, more approvals. And in the case of the MAX, which is the fourth or fifth iteration of this plane, they were under pressure to get the plane out to compete with an, an Airbus uh, uh, 320neo. Um, as a result, the plane was, was dangerous from the get-go, and the problems now have been so um, well noticed that it's taken all this time um, in order for it to be a, at a point where it could be ungrounded. This is really unprecedented, and we actually asked for, uh, through a freedom of information request, back in December of last year uh, for the technical details. Um, I had meetings with the people at the top of the FAA to deal with safety, their associate administrator for safety, uh, 
And I asked him, well, why is it that the plane cannot operate without this MCAS software that, that takes over when there's a sensor malfunction? And his answer was, well, that's a $64 question. In other words, they didn't know. And now we come down um, well over a year later and the, it turns out the fix is that when a malfunction occurs, the software will shut off, the autopilot will shut off and the pilot will then have to operate the plane completely manually, which uh, particularly in many foreign airlines, they're not used to doing that. And besides that, these planes are certified to fly over oceans. They can fly for, for four, five, six hours. And I've actually flown this plane over the North Atlantic from New York to Ireland. I've flown it from Florida to Panama City, Panama City, uh, well into South America. And if an engine goes out or a malfunction occurs on one of these long distance flights, a pilot would have to operate the plane for hours on a total manual basis. Now, as far as I can see, no testing like that has been done. The most they've tested the plane is for two or three hours in, in, uh, in a variety of ways in flight. And these emergency conditions are too dangerous to operate in actual planes. You have to do them in a, in a, in a simulator. It's called a, uh, a full motion simulator. Um, there's only a few of those in the world. And pilots are going to be apparently asked to operate the plane uh, without training. Uh, the, the last proposal of Boeing only called for uh, a 55 minute um, iPad tutorial. And the pilots, the top pilots in the world testified before Congress saying that you have to have what they call muscle memory. In other words, your reaction has to be almost instantaneous within at most a matter of seconds, not only for this condition, but for approximately a hundred other emergency conditions. And they're not, they're not able to do that, especially now um, with most of the planes being highly automated and the pilots being uh, under-trained in terms of these emergency conditions. And it's, I'm afraid there's going to be more accidents if they don't, they don't take care of this. There's not much doubt that they've made the plane safer, but I don't think it's been made safe. Um, we're in litigation with the FAA in court, and I expect that uh, it's going to eventually go to the appeal court uh, to be decided um, whether they have to release the details of the fixes uh, for outside evaluation or not. Wow, that's a, that is really an, an incredible story, Paul. And uh, so we're not out of the woods yet. We, we don't know whether this aircraft would really ever hit the markets again. And uh, they, this was one of the best-selling aircrafts uh, Boeing had, wasn't it, at the time, from, at least from the order uh, perspective? Yeah, their, their order book had um, uh, four or 5,000 orders. Are they uh, still standing? I'm sorry. Hundred, hundreds have been canceled. Um, it's not clear that, that how many of those are actually going to happen. And once again, it's ultimately up to the passenger because um, it's not up to Boeing or the FAA. 
it's not even up to the airlines. If people won't fly the plane, and surveys have indicated that somewhere between 20% and 70% of the people say they won't fly the plane. Right. At least in the first few years. And uh, we've had uh, many calls on this when the, when the plane was, uh, was uh, after the second crash, when it was looked like it was going to be ungrounded. And the number one question was, how do we avoid that bad plane? Right. Uh, it's a fascinating story, and, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear more. You've been working on this now for um, two years, I believe, you said, when it started in 2000, and is that October 2017, after the yeah, first I was 18, crash. actually. And 18, 18, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Paul. I wanted to just uh, let everyone know, if you need help um, from Flyers Rights, they have a toll-free number. Um, I'm seeing it here on the website. It's 877-359-3776 or um, it's hard to see here. Uh, 877, is it Flyer 76? That's Flyers, that's flyer 6. F-L-Y-E-R-S-6. <laughs> <Flyers> okay. <laughs> you can okay. also email us uh, at, at, uh, at, uh, at hotline at flyersrights.org. Perfect. And uh, you find all of this at flyersright.org, as Paul said, and a uh, great organization. You can join it uh, right from the homepage and see all this work, incredible work Paul has been doing over the years. Thank you so much, Paul. And we, we hope we have you uh, back on in one of our podcasts. I know you frequently contribute to eTurbo News, and we thank you for this. All your articles so far have been um, very much uh, seen by our audience of travel professionals all over the world, and they love it. So keep up the good work and, and stay safe. And you do the same. Wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank bye you. Bye. Thank you, Paul. Take care. Okay, thanks. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, sorry, I'm not in a business suit here, but... No, no, no. See. If we do it on podcast, they won't see you anyway. So that's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Paul. It'll be interesting. Okay. All so right. I, I'll, uh, hopefully I'll be in Hawaii uh, in, in uh, November. Okay. Well, if you do, let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, try I'm, I'm trying, trying to get Hawaii. out of here. I haven't, no, I haven't but... had the courage yet. So <laughs> yeah. Stay safe. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, Paul, thank you so much for your insight. This was a great session, and I will definitely look for an airline where I'm obligated to wear a mask and where this is enforced. I know, to be fair, United, American, and Delta, from what I know at Etobo News and reading their press releases, are enforcing the policy, but as you said, there are some they don't. So we all make a choice as consumers, and definitely my choice is clear. I want to be as safe as possible when getting on an airliner. Again, uh, Paul, thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everyone. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz from Livestream.Travel.
If you wanted to be on a future show or you have questions or comments, just simply go to livestream.travel and click on contact and we'd be happy to talk to you and respond. Aloha from Hawaii.